0: Four days ago, the hip hop community suffered a heavy loss with the tragic death of XXX Tentacion in South Florida on Monday afternoon. Also, losing life and being cut short very soon was Jimmy Wapo, a rapper out of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania who was rumored to have just signed a deal with Wiz Khalifa's Taylor Gang label before his death. Good morning. Welcome to First Word Podcast, episode five. When I first got word of what happened to X on Monday, my initial reaction was one of disbelief. It was sent to me in a text message that he was shot and... I immediately wanted to find out how severe the situation was. So I opened up my Instagram account. And before the sadness kicked in, when everything started to really set in with me, and I had to come to the realization that this young man is actually gone, I was more upset and outraged by the tons of videos that I saw on Instagram. That displayed this young man's final moments Slumped over in his car Lifeless No one helping him, mind you Just recording As if it's just a means For some shit to go viral I was extremely Outraged And I was more mad than anything else The sadness kicked in because of the fact of How young X was Only being 20 a baby, not even really living up to his full potential, even though he's touched so many of his fans and people that were close to him and that actually could relate to the subject matter and his music. But to see him like that in his final moments, it just shows where we are in society, in this country, and the overall lack of empathy. And a lack of respect for someone in such a manner is despicable. You know, and it was over some bullshit as well. You know, from what I understand in the initial police reporting of what happened is that this all stems as a result of a botched robbery because X was out that Monday afternoon, shopping for motorcycles. And in doing so, it said that he had a Louis bag, which contained a lot of money in the thousands, allegedly. And this was an item, a notable item that was taken from out of his car after he was shot. Now, what makes me even more upset with this situation is that It's in a space where this young man worked so hard, you know, taking his art and his love for music from SoundCloud and understand how difficult that is. A lot of people don't just pop like that from SoundCloud. You know, it takes something for you to actually uh, excel beyond that space. Excuse me. And... You know it's sad that this is the world we live in to where he couldn't even go out to buy a motorcycle to spoil himself for everything that he's done. The kid just signed a six or seven million dollar deal if I'm not mistaken. And you know, a lot of people are are saying that you know he he should have had security or he should have had some sort of protection rolling with him. Listen. The way that I understand this about X is that he never carried himself in that manner. He always carried himself as if he wasn't of celebrity status. He always carried himself as if he was an average Joe, so to speak. And there have been numerous videos on Instagram and social media where you would see X out in Florida just randomly playing two-hand touch football with the youth or having a pickup basketball game with people you know just at random moments you know because he did these types of things because he wasn't afraid of his people he wasn't afraid to be around the people who supported him and made him the superstar that he was for the time in which he lived. And I respect him for it. And I can't beat him up or bash him for the fact of something that he chose, a personal choice that he made to not live his life in that manner, to not live his life in fear. Because he's even said before that he's not afraid of the people. The people are who made him who he was. It just saddens me that, you know, it's a result of... I don't know how to really word this, but the way that I look at it, it's a result of being in a space where you have hundreds of people who have love for you and who appreciate you and appreciate what you have done for them in terms of how you've touched them with your art form and also being in a space where you have hundreds more Who dislike you or flat out fucking hate you. And it takes a moment like this to happen for you to realize that. And it saddens me, man, because 20 years old. And one thing, well, another thing that also pissed me off about the situation is that there are people out here. And I'm going to name names like I saw the WAC 100 Instagram post and I thought that he was very he was very out of place and out of line for his comments after this young man passed now I get it that you might not like certain things that have happened but none of us are in a position where we can judge anything that had happened in the space of his life He was 20 years old, a baby. He is going to make mistakes. At 20 years old, you do not know the world. You do not know yourself. You have not come into your own as an adult. So for everyone out here who's leaving very mean and inhumane comments and saying shit like, oh, well, he deserved it for the abuse of his ex-girlfriend and all of the other things that he did. This is not the time for you to speak out to this situation or to address something that you feel you don't like. It's despicable because he's not here to defend himself and you don't disrespect anyone in death. When we're alive, you can say whatever you want, you can do what you want, but in death, hold your tongue at least have that bit of respect and decency about yourself to not be a complete fucking idiot and say something so horrible. You know, these are some of the things that really upset me, you know, before the sadness kicked in again, because I look at how young he was and I, and I stress this. I've said this quite a few times since this episode has began, but to be 20 years old and to be cut down like that in such a manner that he was. You know, the police reporting showing that he didn't even know what was going on. And I believe one of the witnesses even stated that as well. X didn't know what was going on. Imagine the shock of being placed in a scenario like that. You know, in a matter of five seconds, you're, you're gone. You know, and shot with high caliber weapons, and I believe he took a couple of those rounds to his neck, and I think his um, his upper torso. You know, it, it just it's it's a sad thing, man. And then moving over to Pittsburgh and the situation with Jimmy Wapo, and it's 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 funny, not in the sense of being funny, like something to laugh at. But Jimmy Wapo. for those of you who have not followed this young man's career, he was one of those up and comers out of Pittsburgh who was actually living the shit that he was rapping about. You know, Jimmy Wappo being killed Monday wasn't his first time actually being in a life or death situation. Jimmy Wappo had actually been shot Six times prior to what happened on Monday. You know, a lot of the news reports and a lot of the media are covering him. And like so many of our young black men that die senselessly out here, they always try to find a way to demonize or dehumanize these individuals. I don't care about the shit that Jimmy Wapo did. You know, a couple years ago, I don't care about the investigations that he's linked to or what street action what gangs or whatever the hell is going on. I don't care about that shit. Focus on the situation. It's another young life lost, another young African-American male cut down too soon. OK, let's focus on that. Yes, granted. He had a tattered past and a lot of things that were happening in his area were questionable, yes. But nobody deserves to be cut down in the way that he was. Okay? You see X was someone who was trying to get his life together and promoting peace and trying to be peaceful and turn over a new leaf. To whereas you have a, a a young man like Jimmy Wapo who knew. The realities and the consequences of the lifestyle that he was living, but he still moved in that space because that was the life that he knew. Very sad shit and a very sad start to this week in hip-hop. On Wednesday, I reached out to DJ Academics and takashi 69 as well because these two gentlemen are very close or were very close with X and I just wanted to get more shed on the situation from their perspective with X being their friend. And Academics has always been someone that I've been overly critical towards in regards to how I viewed his coverage of the culture and how he always seems to focus more on the negative and the more stereotypical aspects of hip hop culture. But I had to extend myself to him because I know he's going through it because X was a very close personal friend of his. And, you know, I asked one thing of academics was just to, you know, share a few words or to share his thoughts of this overall situation. And him alike with six nine, they are both currently in a state of shock. Now it's it's hard because they are in a position where they have to always perform, no matter what. Takashi knows that the show must go on. He's very hurt and confused and six nine really doesn't know how to move in terms of the shit that he's been doing, the trolling, you know the constant calling out of people other artists mocking and he's very confused by the situation because it hit him very hard as well academics and academics is at a point where he can't really say too much because he's in a stage where he's grieving but the show must go on you know because he has his career with everything he's doing over there at complex and it's not really giving him time to really let everything settle in. It's sad that he has to cover and make news of of what is going on, the current events. And it's sad for him because it's his friend that he's actually covering. So it's news. He's doing his job. But he's also putting the, the situation of a close personal friend out there. So... You know, I I gave my condolences to him and Six Nine as well, and they both were pretty cool about the situation. You know, although it was brief, but um, you know, very very sad, man. And now, what I'm hearing from multiple sources, you know, because I don't rely on any news that I get from Instagram or Facebook or anything like that, but X's mom has come forward and said that one of the suspects was actually brought in and charged in the murder of her son. And they issued two more arrest warrants. And I believe they brought two other gentlemen who were said accomplices of the first suspect. Now, I hope that with the police doing this, I hope they get it right. Because to me, it's a little soon, it's a little sudden. You know, given the fact that X is a high profile person, you know, a a celebrity, if you will, I get it that his case is more of importance to them to wanna solve. But I just hope that these three guys that are being posted all over social media and who are being looked at as the murderers of X, are actually that I hope that they have the right people and it's not just a situation where they rounded these guys up while the real killer is actually or real killers excuse me are actually still running around out there in Florida you know I just send prayers and condolences to his mom because I will never know what that's like to lose a child because I have no children of my own but I can only empathize and try to put myself in her position with her trying to be strong and and, and and carry through with such a devastating situation. You know, so my my thoughts and my prayers go out to everyone involved in the situation. X, his mom, again, shout out to academics and uh, a thank you to uh, takashi 69 as well. Now. In other news this week, Meek Mill, and I haven't given Meek Mill too much coverage on this podcast because, you know, I kind of wanted to let up off of him because he's got, you know, so many other people that are covering his situation in regards to his court case and this feuding that he's that he has publicly with this judge that does not want to let him, you know, hold on to his freedom you know i really feel like with everything that meek has been through and someone coming from a space where i've seen growth you know from the years of when he first you know did his i believe it was his first serious bid where he was locked up to where he is now meek is at a point where he wants to change he doesn't want any more parts of this jail system he doesn't want any more of this court shit he wants everything to be over with and not only for himself but there are so many other african-american men minorities out here that are locked away in prisons for minor offenses so many minor offenses that have black men and minority men locked up currently sitting in prisons For outrageous sentences Outrageous amounts of time That these brothers are being given So with everything positive that Meek has been doing For the past few years And trying to change his life for the better again And, you know, going forward and moving forward With this whole justice reform With the system You know, you have people that are looking at this and saying okay this young man is serious about getting his life on track but it comes back to the judge and her ego for whatever reason it is she just has it out for meek and i don't see this being resolved anytime soon and it's it's really um saddening because he wants to get back into the space of just living his life okay what's normal to him is getting up creating music and living out his dreams obviously he's not in the streets anymore meek has been on fucking probation i believe for the past 11 years which is outrageous and again because of this one judge and what makes me upset in regards to her is that she's an african-american woman from the city of philadelphia from the inner city just as Meek is, and it's always a situation to where we see it's our own kind bringing us down. You know, the Supreme Court already overruled and said, yeah, there's no reason for Meek to continue to be locked up, so he was released, but now he's being pulled back into court and his trial is being pushed back further Because the judge that has his life, which this is the situation, she has his life in her hands. She does not want to let him go because it's an ego thing and she wants to prove a point. And it seems like it's at it's at a point where she wants to make an example out of him almost. And it's really, really, really upsetting and frustrating to see such a thing going on with Meek. I just pray that he can get through this situation and get this resolved sooner than later so that he can get back to making great music and living his life in the way that he's supposed to be living his life and not worrying about whether or not he'll be spending the next two to four years inside of a cell. So my thoughts and my prayers go out to Meek Mill and his entire team. I pray that he gets through this situation peacefully and I hope that it gets resolved and I hope that somewhere within the judicial system they remove this fucking judge because I'm pretty sure if she's capable of doing such a thing to Meek Mill who's such a high profile person out here in the world imagine what she'll do to the common man the everyday young black youth that comes in and out of her courtrooms it's despicable that we have people that work on this side of the system So again, thoughts and prayers go out to Meek Mill. Uh, I'm about to get out of here, but I do appreciate you guys for taking the time to listen to me today. And forgive me for all of the punching in and all of the choppy segments, but there's a lot of shit going on today uh, uh, where I currently am. So I just wanted to make sure that the audio was clean enough to present to you guys today. But um, again, thank you for listening first word podcast as always your boy first letter and i'm signing out check me again episode six coming soon